How's everybody doing? Yeah. Is anybody happy to be here? Woohoo! I'm happy to be here. Um, oh, I don't even, I don't even know where to start. Um, I do. I have notes, but um, I'm just excited. I'm a little pumped up. Uh, and I'm pumped up because God is so good. You know, He is good. That's why we're here. Hopefully that's why we're all here, um, to know that God is good. But uh, anybody ever come into church before and put on your church face? You know that one, like, like everything's all right. Like, I got it at least halfway together. Um, and truth be told, you really don't. Um, well, today's a good day. Today you can just leave that face at the door. We don't need it. Uh, we're just going to be real in here today. Um, so I want you to take that church face, just throw it to the side. And I want you to just kind of just kind of settle down into where you're at in your life. You know, as, as we're getting ready to get started, I want you to think about my at in my life. Has it been a rough week or month or just morning? Sunday mornings are crazy. I know. I know. Like, Sunday mornings are the most stressful at our house. Whew. But it's okay. Just rest in that. Rest wherever you're at. Um, I feel confident that, that God has a word for us. And here's the thing I was telling Kenny earlier. <clears throat> if y'all don't get anything out of what I say today, that's okay. Because I've got enough this week for all of us. Like God has really done something. So, uh, so if y'all get anything, it's just extra. God is still good. Let me tell you that. Um, I've titled this message, Winding Roads and Heavy Loads. Have you ever felt like you're just on the road and you want to go somewhere? But man, it's not a straight path. It's not a straight path. Um, Dixon has started playing baseball. And that's kind of how he goes to his bases. He takes some winding roads. I'm like, go straight, son, go straight. And that's what we all want to do. We want to go straight to where we feel like we need to be. But sometimes, man, we're all over the place. Heavy loads. Anybody carrying a heavy load today? Have you been toting one for a while? I want to jump right on in. Because this message has been hard for me this week, uh, or as long as I've been working on it. I, I've kind of struggled. I, I felt like God had me in a direction. Um, I asked Scott, I was like, Scott, what do, you, what do you want me to speak on? And I was hoping he would say this, because then you can just go straight into studying. And you can really kind of get what God wants you to do. Um, he said, just whatever the Lord leads you. See, I hate to hear that because, I'm just to be honest, that means I really got to seek the Lord. And it's hard. And I think we all know that sometimes that's a hard thing to do. Um, and for me, I wanted to go this place. I wanted to talk about how we can leave a godly legacy and things that we can do uh, to lead us into just being a good, godly person man or woman. But God kept kind of turning me, 
turning me and turning me. Um, and we're going to talk about worry today. We're going to talk about stress and anxiety. Um, I didn't want to talk about that, or I didn't want to this particular time. Is anybody in here, would you say that you're a worrier? I don't see how in the world you guys do it. Because naturally, I'm not much of a worrier. I, I, I can say that honestly, right, babe? I don't worry about a whole lot. So even when I felt like God was leading me to talk about worry, I wasn't too concerned with it. Because when I get up here, I want to be real. And it's easy for me to, to tell you guys what you need to do about worry when I'm not going through it, right? To get to where we are here today, I've probably worried more in the past month than I probably have ever in my life. God has just really just rung me out to get me here. Uh, and hopefully we can all benefit from it. I have. Um, but we all worry. Um, there's a ton of things that we worry about. Anybody worry about their kids? Anybody worried about your kids right now? Whatever age they are, you are your kids acting differently than they were raised? And does that bother you? You know, probably there's different degrees of that. But does that worry you? Are you worried about their well-being, their health, the decisions that they're making? Are you worried about their abilities or even their disabilities? Does that weigh heavy on your heart? What about their salvation? Man, since I had kids, that is my biggest thing. Like when I pray now, it's like... Worry about it so much, like it's always there. Save my boys. Do you worry about yourself with your kids? Do you worry about are you loving your kids like you should? Are you teaching them like you should? Am I doing this parenthood thing right? Because it's tough. Do you worry about it? What about unbelieving loved ones? People that's close to you and you know that they just don't get it. Does that weigh on you? Anybody here worry about death? Maybe for yourself? Or you're dealing with the death of somebody that was close? I sit here and I look out in the crowd and I see... Numerous people that I know that's heavy on your heart. That you've had somebody that meant the world to you. And you loved them with everything you have. And they are not here. Does anybody worry about finances? Or their own health? about spousal issues anybody not not really is their marriage not exactly where they want it maybe you're dealing with you know 
being a victim of adultery, or maybe you're in it. I don't know. Is that keeping you up? Is it bothering you? Some marriages deal with abuse. Verbal, mental, emotional, physical. Doubt that weighs heavy. Or divorce. Maybe you're headed for divorce. Maybe you've been through a divorce and it still weighs heavy on you. Like you want to, you want to stand up and praise God and you want to just live your life and you want to be happy and you want to rejoice and you want to praise. Oh, it's just still there. And maybe you'll have a high moment and you're like, God is good, but then you get back home and it's still there. Anybody dealing with just being lonely? Anybody have issues at work or school that weigh heavy on them? Anybody struggle with some sort of addiction? Maybe alcohol or some sort of substance? Maybe you're struggling with wanting too much of something that a doctor said you need. And it's bringing you down. Is that you? God talked about it a little bit last week. What about the addiction of pornography? You know, statistics say that somebody within just a, a, a pew up or a pew back is probably dealing with that. Right here in the church. That's you. You struggle. Lots of addictions. What about just fairness of life? Anybody think sometimes life just ain't fair? And, and like we're all like, yeah, I know that. But I'm talking about to the point where we're like, you're like, man, what is up? This just ain't right, and it's got you down. Anybody taking care of a parent? It can be stressful. You want to do the best you can, but it's tough. Anybody... Struggle with just the fact of the uncertainty of life and the future. The way heavy is like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you have this thing that's in front of you and, and, and you don't know which way to go and, and just life is uncertain. And it weighs heavy. Anybody struggle with trying to meet the expectations of others? Feel like you can't live up. You danged if you do and danged if you don't. All you do is try. It's not good enough. Anybody ever been there? Are you there now? Anybody struggle with just guilt? Past? Whatever. Anybody struggle with just, you want more out of your life? This is not where I thought I would be at fill in the blank. 
thought life would be different. I want more. I, they've got this. They've got that. And they seem like they've got it all together. Why am I here? If I ever struggle or worry about that, stress about it, I think we all worry. We all stress. And we all deal with some junk. Right? You see, when you start to worry, it kind of takes over. I, f- I found that out this week. It's like, like I said, I'm not much of a worrier, but once it started setting in, man, it was like digging its little claws in. And then it's like I couldn't, I couldn't shake it, which is odd for me. Normally I can shake anything, but I couldn't shake it. It was just like grabbing hold and setting in. And then before I knew it, my thoughts always went back. No matter what I was doing, they always went back to this or that. And then before I knew it, that right there, it was affecting my mood. And then when our moods are affected, our actions are affected. It causes us to, uh, to maybe be short with people when they don't deserve it. Anybody ever had just something on them and they worry and their mood changes and the next thing they're just angry? And then we, then, then maybe we spew out harsh words. We're short. And then we're dealing with something else. Then we're dealing with regret. And then we're dealing with more guilt. Worry is bad, guys. Right? Can I get an amen there? Worry is no good. I hate it. I hate it. Hopefully God speaks to you today. If any of that that we just talked about, if any of that resonates with you and you're like, I know what you're talking about. Hopefully God speaks to you through this today. Um, I don't have any Bible on the screen or anything like that. So we've got Bibles. I want you to pull out your Bibles. Um, I think Jesus is going to give us uh, a little help here today. Uh, as we look into his word, he's going to give us, uh, to start out with, he's going to give us three things that we can do or three steps to help us deal with this stuff. If you would... Turn to Matthew 11. Matthew chapter 11. And we're going to start in verse 28. Matthew 11. 28 says this. The first word that I want us to look at is the first word in this scripture. It says, come. Come to me. If we want to deal with this worry in a godly way, and we want to deal with it how Christ would teach us, it starts with come. Come to me. I want you to notice not exactly what it says, but I want you to, I want you to pick up on this, something that it doesn't say. It doesn't say do. It says come. 
You see, when Jesus was, was sharing this, he's talking to his disciples and the crowd and the Pharisees. He says, come, but the Pharisees always said, do. Have you ever been struggling with something? You worried about something? And you go to somebody with it and they said, well, I'll tell you what you need to do. You need to do this. Is that, don't you just want to smack that person? Anybody? Don't tell me what I need to do. You know? But that's what the Pharisees were good at. Do this, do this. And, and I'm afraid that if we're not careful, a lot of times, even in the church, maybe even especially in the church, we'll get caught up in, in do. <coughs> Excuse me. You see, we're going through this stuff. Something's weighing heavy on us. And then, okay, well, we're going we're gonna to pick ourselves up by our bootstraps, right? I got this. I've got this. What do I need to do? Well, I know. I've been told for years this is what I need to do. I need to read my Bible more. Right? I need to pray. I need to give. I need to go to church. I need to be there on Sunday. I need to be on Wednesday. I need to be on a small group. I need to... I need to... Be more intentional on evangelism. You need to... Um, you need to memorize scripture, right? Like I could go right on down the list of all the things that we hear that we need to do. Has anybody ever thought, man, I need to do this, man, I need to do this, and then you start thinking, man, that's a lot to do. Like how in the world am I ever going to succeed at being a Christian? How am I ever going to succeed at overcoming this worry when I, I have to do all this and I'm just barely hanging on? Maybe we don't need to do. All those things I just mentioned are right. They come from Scripture. But sometimes it's hard. I remember as a kid, you can ask my wife, I hadn't overcome this yet. But like when I get done with something, it goes right here. Because that's where I'm at at the time. And if I get done with that another time, it goes here. Because that's where I'm at at the time. Uh, my boys have learned that. You know, just ask Amber, like, it's just, it's constant. But I remember as a kid that sometimes they would say, clean up your room, and I would go in there, and it just looked like a disaster. And I wouldn't know what to do. Like, where do you start? You know, where do you start? It's too much. And sometimes... We can do that like when we want to address some issues that we have. What do I need to do? Because the issue is huge. It's too much. Where do I start? And if we start thinking, well, I need to do this. I need to do this. Jesus says, come to me. Step one, guys. We're dealing with some junk. Come to me. He says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. Is that us? Is that you? What are you going to do? I will give you rest. When you're worn out and you're tired and you're beat down, and you feel like you've been carrying a heavy weight. 
What do you need? Rest. He says, come to me and I will give you rest. First step is to come to him. Don't think, well, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to pull myself up. No, you don't. Right there where you're at, come to him. Come to me, all you who labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Next, he says, take. The next word I want you to remember is take. Take my yoke upon you. Talking about. Now, there's, you know, a good bit of farmers here, or, or at least you've been around it, uh, and you have an idea of what a yoke is. Uh, but for some of you who may not know what a yoke is, uh, it's, it's the idea of, okay, you've got something pulling something, a plow or, a, or whatever. You know, it can be an ox or donkey or horses or, or whatever. And they would yoke these two things together. The thing that would hold them together, that, that, it, would, that it would hook to, would be called a yoke. Jesus is saying, take my yoke. You've got to have this idea of, okay, if, if, if you've got two things that are going in one direction and they're attached to each other by this yoke, what if one is strong and one is weak? That weak one can't pull the load by itself. It needs help. And that's what Jesus is saying. He's like, take my yoke. He's saying, I want to be the one yoked with you. Whatever you're going through, I want to be the one yoked with you. And let me tell you something, guys. If we're yoked to Christ, we're yoked to a thoroughbred. You know what I'm saying? The the big bull. You know, if you you see these dog races, you know, it's the champion, the lead dog. That's what Jesus is. He's like, come, come get yoked with me and if i'm going through all that and i'm and i'm heavy and i and and i'm what i'm weighed down excuse me i know this is not good to drink but i get y'all y'all heard it y'all heard it it's right there <clears throat> you want to be yoked with him <clears throat> excuse me take my yoke We're weighed down. We want to be attached to Christ. <clears throat> he says, take my yoke upon you. And the next thing, and he says, and learn. And learn from me. You see, whenever we become a believer, <clears throat> God automatically impart all this stuff to where we have it figured out. I know that to be true because I worried myself to death this past month or week or whatever. You know, your worry kind of increases with the amount of kids you have. It's the only thing I can figure out. Like, I worry more now. And I don't know. Like, I don't know. I got to blame it on the second kid. I don't know. I don't know. But as we go through this, like we don't get it all figured out. 
You see, when he says, learn from me, it's a process. Becoming more like Christ is a process. And we have to stick to that process. And we go through it. And he says, learn from me. Come to me. Take my yoke and learn from me. He says, he says for I am gentle. If you want to be yoked to somebody, you want to be yoked to somebody who's gentle, right? You don't want somebody just jerking you along, right? He says, I am gentle and lowly in heart. He understands. He has compassion on you and where you're at and even why you're there. He goes on and he says, and you will find rest for your souls. Everybody needs some rest. Come to Christ. Take his yoke. Learn from him. He goes on in verse 30. He says, my yoke, this is what we all want. My yoke is easy. He says, my burden Oh, guys, it's light. I like easy and light, right? Anybody else? See, when we look at that, it kind of changes our perspective. We start to look at things differently when we realize we we got big Jesus pulling this yoke. He's taking me with him instead of me trying to pull all this by myself makes us see things differently it gives us a different perspective i told you that i have i was just having a a weird week i'm not going to go into it but i've been stressed and i found myself this week just kind of fighting to stay positive and dealing with aggravation and everything joey I, i come and got some plants from joey on on friday Joey, when I left you, man, I was so ticked. Like, I was having the worst day. Then nothing go right on that job. Like, it took longer. The longer it takes, the less profit I make. Like, it was just, it was no good. And I'm there, and I'm at a, it's a a rental property with a lot of different uh, buildings. Like, there's, like, a little Head Start program. There's a doctor's office. There's all this different stuff in this building. Well, I'm redoing the landscape there. And I'm just fighting through this. And then God comes through and he gives me a little bit of perspective. And I'm just kind of woe is me. And, you know, man, life just stinks. And, and I'm going through all this. And, uh, and I'm, and I'm kind of aggravated with God because God hasn't given me any real serious direction. It, you know, it's a little intimidated to get up here in front of all you guys. But it's very intimidated to get up here and not have any idea what you're going to talk about. You know, so I had that I was dealing with. Um, so I'm dealing with all this stuff. And then I hear parents come out of, of the doctor's office. and They're just kind of screaming at their kids. I'm like, whoa, I mean, chill out on the kids. And then I look up. I see this pretty little redheaded girl. Probably 90% of her hair is coming out. going through cancer of some sort. It was right then and there God gave me a little perspective. Uh, At first I'm like, why 
Dad, are you screaming at your kids like that? You're out in public. At least do that at home. Like he's like laying into the kids. There was multiple ones. Then I see that, and immediately I feel sorry for that little girl. Then I think about Dad. What is Dad going through? Probably feels. The heaviness on him. And that heaviness, and he's probably weary. It's affecting his mood. It's affecting his actions. He's laid down with worry. And then I thought, worried about some business stuff. Some stuff like I I want to be here, but I'm here, but here isn't really that bad. Caught up in the wrong stuff. I'm looking at the wrong stuff. And at that moment, I'm like, God, forgive me. God, thank you. I got two healthy boys that I love and they love me. I come in the other day, I hadn't even told you this, honey, but I come in the other day and they had made a calendar for Dixon as he's learning some stuff. (laughs) The red dots on the days that daddy's home. And he come in and he's like, look, daddy, I know which days you're going to be home. He wants me home. And I'm worried about all this other stuff. I've got a healthy boy that loves me and wants me there and is excited. I'm not having to go back and forth to doctors. I'm not having to worry about my son's hair falling out. I'm not having all this stuff. Shame on me. God is good. i got a different perspective. You see, if we want to change our perspective, we got to look at one thing. I want you to get your Bibles. We're going to flip over. There's one thing we have to learn in in that process if we want to change our perspective. Turn to Philippians 4. Philippians 4, 6. He says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Just be anxious for nothing. Now we struggle with that. But scripture wouldn't tell us that if it weren't a possibility. And he goes a step further. He's like, okay, all right, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm saying be anxious for nothing. You're like, whatever, God. Like that, I can't do that. 
And he tells us how to do it. But in everything by prayer and supplication. You know what my problem is, guys? How did I get to where I'm at? I don't pray enough. I'm just going to stand here and be honest. I don't pray enough. I'm a man. I like to carry my own yoke. Show you how strong I am. That's a struggle. That's pride. I don't pray enough. And if I continue down this, trying to be the man and handle everything without God, I'm going to deal with more and more and more worry. And I'm going to feel the weight get bigger and bigger and bigger. I need Jesus, guys. You can sum, uh, summarize verse 6 by this. Be anxious for nothing. Be prayerful in everything. And be thankful for anything. It goes on... And he says, and the peace of God. Now, if you're dealing with some stuff, is that not what you need? You've got stuff that's weighing down on you. What do you need? You need the peace of God. He says, if you'll do this, if you'll not be anxious, but just pray about everything. And whatever comes, be thankful for it. And he says, and the peace of God. See, that peace of God, he goes on and says, it it surpasses all understanding. Like, you're never going to have a true 100% grasp on that peace that God gives. That's the kind of peace that I want. The kind that just comes out of nowhere and it's just. That's what he's talking about. Anybody need that? That. I do. I do. And if you'll do that, listen to this. It will guard your hearts and minds. If you're going through something and you're worried about it, that's what you need. You need that peace of God and you need your heart's. And your mind's guarded. So you don't get back there. And so that you don't start saying, well, oh, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do about this. But you automatically go like, God has got this. It doesn't matter. God can take care of it. It will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. He goes on in verse 8, he says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Why? Why meditate on these things? Because if we're thinking about those things, we're looking at everything through the right perspective. We're looking at it in such a way that it's good for us. Anybody like to watch like storms off in the distance? And see lightning? I love to to watch lightning and storms. Uh, we've just been married a little while. And like we're in our first house. And it comes a big storm. And I am out on the porch. And Amber is freaking out. What are you doing? Watching the storm. You don't do that. Yeah, yeah, I like to do this. Um, 
But have you ever just kind of seen off in the distance? I know if you go out like Midwest and everything where everything's flat, you can look out and just see just a ferocious storm. And it's beautiful. From your perspective, somebody's getting hammered. See, that's the thing about perspective. Your view on it changes everything. That's the thing with God. So you got to look at this stuff the right way. If we start, anytime you start feeling the heaviness of life, and it's starting to get you down, and it's changing your mood and your actions and your speech, not looking at it right. Got to look at it the way that God looks at it. We got to focus on the right. If the band will come up, if you guys will stand as they're coming up.